everybody. Thanks for staying with us into our guest segment. This is Dave Hodges, and you are listening to The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We're going to be joined in just a moment by John Whitehead, and he wrote a terrific knock em dead kind of article and something that close, uh, really touched close to home with me. And so we're going to be getting into the contrived race wars and all the surrounding facts. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Rufford Institute, a new ba- a book that John has written. And, and i got to tell you, this is a must-listen situation. If you like the uh, interview we did with John Guandalo, uh, former FBI counterterrorism agent and now consultant to many nations, you're going to like this one, too. It's right along the same lines, folks. And we have two professional men saying the same kinds of things. And America better wake up and listen. Anyway, we need to pay some bills here. We're brought to you by... The best durable food company in the world, preparewithdave.com, is what we call it. It's NPS for short. And it's restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life. And I'm telling you, folks, with 19 closed meatpacking plants and now 20, and now 20, the shortages are already beginning to show up. My wife was uh, subject to a quota on meat purchases about a week ago. So was my sister. And you need to take notice, folks. If food shortages are coming, food inflation is coming, and if the wrong people get in charge of the government in November food will be used as a weapon against you so right now store right now please and they have specials right now on all kinds of uh, servings the four-week special for example is nearly 40 percent off preparewithdave.com and if you have food you have to have water filtration what if the water stops working in your house what if city services shut down what are you going to do you can get standing water but you would be can you drink it now nah, probably not but if you have the right filtration you can and we have waterwithdave.com, and you'll see the research there that compares this product, the Aquapira Pro water filter, to the competition. And you're going to see it favors really, really well. It's number one. It's rated number one on a lot of consumer guides. How do you get yours? Go to waterwithdave.com and uh, take advantage of the 40% discount. So you have preparewithdave.com for the food, waterwithdave.com for the water. And now we have John Whitehead with Dave, and we're going to talk about saving this nation. John, I've I've so admired your work for so long, and uh, Paul Martin and I were fortunate enough to interview you late last summer, but things have really taken a nosedive since then, haven't they? Yes, the uh, nation is um, basically, I think, uh, in, ter- in terms of what uh, we used to think of this as America is going is going away. It's, we're being uh, engineered, in my opinion, to. Uh, psychologically engineered to view how our history was, what kind of country we are, where we're headed in this country, uh, how we view one another, especially. And it's it's not just the uh, riots we're seeing now with the uh, COVID uh, nineteen situation. Uh, just how we view each other is changing greatly, and the use of the terms I'm hearing today, like lockdown and all those kind of things, those are prison terms, by the way, and. We've become uh, semi-prisoners in our house, and uh, you know the, some of the powerful men of the world are pushing you know everything to be, go virtual, even education, and that's really troublesome because everything you see on Facebook, um, Google, wherever you go, is controlled by the corporate giants who work closely with uh, the CIA, NSA, and groups like that. So, what you're seeing on television, I'd say mainstream media. I would say be distrustful. Uh, James Madison, who wrote our Bill of Rights, said we ought to mistrust all those in power. That should be the first principle of anybody who calls themselves a patriot. Don't believe what you're hearing. Study the reality. See what's going on. Do your own studies. And 
yeah, we can get into more of this, but uh, it's time to wake up and be an adult. I mean, most of us act like children sitting curled up on TV, watching all kinds of uh, crap that's being thrown at us and believing it. And uh, at that point, you're becoming programmed, in my opinion. I do. And you've been talking about this for a long time on your website. Uh, go ahead and give that out here for, for the Rutherford Institute. Yeah, uh, our website is rutherford.org, rutherford.org. You can go on there, have commentaries. You can uh, sign up to get our news alerts, commentaries, and all our, the material that we send out to basically educate people. If you, if, when you go to the website, you'll see the commentaries are all highly footnoted. So everything that I write and uh, work on uh, uh, with my wife, uh, who works so very close with me, Nisha, we make sure that we document everything so that we're not putting out anything that's not true. So uh, when I say something, I mean, when I draw a conclusion, I draw a conclusion, but when I'm presenting a fact, it is a fact according to history and, uh, to, and, and major publications out there that can be semi-trusted. Right. Your, your podcast, uh, commentary podcast is available too, is also called Freedom Under Fire. Yes. That, that's available, mm-hmm. I believe, on your website, is it not? Yes, we do, and you can get that sent to you as well. Sign up to get that sent to you, the podcast, yes, and uh, that's played on radio stations throughout the country. Well, we're going to start drawing excerpts from it because it's almost like a treatise on the Constitution because what I I like that you've done, and I've seen you do this over and over, is you'll take a situation and you'll say, okay, what's the constitutional measure here? What does the Constitution say and what does case law say? And I've seen you apply that over and over. You first drew my attention, and I'm not sure I can remember the man's last name. Brandon, Rob, I think it was, who was yes. arrested because... Well, go ahead and tell that story real quick. That's when I first uh, yeah, became yeah. aware of and, and, and as part of an organization, we not only put out uh, materials people can get and sign up and get, but we also uh, do a lot of uh, cases. I'm a constitutional lawyer of 40 years and uh, have sued the president, by the way, and have won the case, by the way. And... Uh, we do a lot of cases throughout the country. I raise the money, and then we pull lawyers in from around the country that work with us and donate their time. We pay the expenses because it's very difficult to get to defend yourself many times. You have to pay a lawyer because they're very expensive. But the case of Brandon Robb happened about six or seven years ago. He was a young 26-year-old uh, decorated Marine who actually defused mines over in Afghanistan to protect the troops and, uh, you know, was... Uh, you know, like I said, did a good job over uh, in terms of his service, and he came back to Virginia, lived near Richmond, Virginia, and uh, went into his own little business, which he had in his home, and uh, he, got, he had just got through jogging one morning, and he came home, and uh, he was sweaty and all that, he didn't have a shirt on, and he was uh, typing on his typewriter, and he heard noise outside, and he walked out, and he looked, and he saw these people in black uh dress suits coming up, That's, and they, they turned out to be the uh, NSA and people like that, uh, with a SWAT team, basically, and they pulled him out, they, they knocked on the door, and he came to the door. He didn't even have a rifle, by the way, he had no weapons, and he uh, asked about something, they said, we do not, we're really concerned about what you're putting on your Facebook page. What he was putting on his Facebook page was he was uh, attacking Obama at the time, saying Obama's executive orders had gone too far, Obama should be in peace. He was playing a a uh, private Facebook game with his brother and his sister, and the FBI actually went in and, you know, watched it and all that stuff to see what they were doing. Uh, It dealt with a kind of conspiracy kind of thing. And he's a 9-11 truther, uh, which alerted them as well. 
And they asked him to step out on the porch, and he did, of his porch. They grabbed him and uh, handcuffed him behind his back, and he was slammed against the fence and cut his back very badly. Uh, this is a more former Marine, by the way, who did not own a, a weapon. This is how they treated him. They took him to the police station, and uh, he asked for uh, a Band-Aid or, and, and some bandages to put on his back. They just put a prison shirt on, he said it hurt so bad, you know. And he was put in a prison cell. He had a five-minute interview with a psychiatrist who said that because of his 9-11 conspiracy theories, he had mental issues. Oh, my gosh. He had a short, he had a short hearing after that, and he was put in the mental hospital and gone. And the amazing thing about uh, when we, I got in that case, and I heard of civil commitments, that's what they're called, and believe it or not, there are 20,000 alone in Virginia each year, about $1.5 million a year, where people are arrested like this or taken from their homes and put in mental hospitals. And here's the point. They don't get out. But we filed a lawsuit, and a judge ruled that he shouldn't have been in there and released him, and uh, which was very rare. But just the research I did on that was enough to scare me that we're much you know, the Soviet Union, by the old Soviet Union, that's how they got rid of dissidents, as they called them, or people who disagreed with the government. Even right. people who wrote poetry that was critical of the government, they put them in middle hospitals and they never got out. I remember and, they used to call that political schizophrenia. Now, I have a yeah. mental health background. Um, you know, I, I used to provide services, and I taught it at the university level as well. And, and I remember clearly on the ICD codes, uh, they called it political schizophrenia, and the Russians got in big trouble for it internationally for doing this. For yeah. if you disagree with the government, you've got political schizophrenia, so we're going to put you in the gulag and call it a mental hospital. And now you're saying this is mainstream practice in places like Virginia. About 1.5 million people. I mean, I had a during the case, I had a reporter for uh, one of the big newspapers out there who called me and said she she was so shocked when she researched it and found out that like 80,000 people in that area each year were disappearing into mental hospitals, and the pharmaceutical industry pushes that. Uh, really heavily. In fact, uh, part of the story of Brandon Robb was the day before we got him out, he called me and said, John, uh, I have a psychiatrist here who is for- going to force meds on me. And uh, the psychiatrist is on the phone. I, and being a lawyer, I knew the law. I said, Under, in Virginia, you can't force meds on anybody unless you have a court order. And I said, this, this guy is acting illegally. He cannot do that. And uh, But we got him out the next day. But it was a real lesson, you know, that Freedom is something that we have to fight for continually. We can't just sit back on our butts and watch it go or think a politician is going to save us, and they don't save us, by the way. I mean, I've been through it. I've been doing this for 40 years. Uh, They will not save you. Who will save us is the American people. The Constitution starts with those three words, we the people. People forget this because they don't teach it in school. We the people. We are the government. Those people work for us. The president's not the government. He's an employee of us. The local police now, the 80,000 SWAT team raids where they're shooting dogs, killing kids and old ladies. There's a long history of that. 80,000 a year in this country where they crash through people's doors. I mean, those people are supposed to be working for us. But things have changed. They look at us now like we're complete little ants or something they can step on and move away. And... You know, that's that's how a lot of government officials look at us and think about us. Yeah, and that's I, our fault. I see that too. And then, but you know what's ironic is we're going from one extreme to another, and now with this manufactured race crisis that we're going to get into here, this engineer crisis, the uh, the powers that be on the dissident side want to do away with the police departments. 
Well, they're not going to do away with the police department. So that's just, just you have to really be careful what you, you know you hear and say. I mean, have you heard of the CARES Act, which was passed in March by the Congress? No. I, I, okay. I maybe called something else. Two, all right. It's called the CARES Act. It actually allocated two point two trillion dollars to to purchase more equipment for federal uh, uh, and local police agencies. Yes. Yeah. They're I'm already right purchasing that. more. Okay. Yeah. So. No, they're going to have all the guns. They're going to keep the guns and stuff. And the, you got to really be careful what's happening here. And like I say, we ought to mistrust all those in power. When you hear the government saying anything, basically, because the government is run. I mean, there have been major studies. A, a recent study uh, showed that uh, a professor went throughout the United States and studied psychopaths and where they congregate in each state and which states had the most psychopaths. At the end of the study, his conclusion was they congregated in Washington, D.C., basically. <laughs> it is the center of psychopath, And you know what a psychopath is? It's someone that has no empathy of other human beings, wants power, and most of them are not all that bright. I mean, they have to read a, Whenever they give a speech, they're reading off a teleprompter. I mean, you don't hear great speeches anymore. They're, they just babble off of what somebody else has written for them. And they don't, you know, it's... It's a myth. I mean, the country has gotten so big. We have a $20 trillion debt now. I mean, and we're spending all this money on this and that. It isn't going to work. I mean, people, I, I will say this, Putin and the people running China are got big smiles on their face when they're seeing all this. America, you're being stupid. And we are. We're not controlled, you know. We're letting people in Washington, D.C. run the show when we should be running in our local towns, in your town, my town, and stuff like that. Because that was how it was, uh, America was originally built. The principle is called federalism, and nobody talks about that anymore. It was a concept that you had a series of governments, and local governments governed best. And we've forgotten that. And what's happened? We're run now, we, we're run by a government of wolves. Interesting way to put it. The. the, um, the the Reichstag fire is something you mentioned in your article. Uh, yeah. Are you are you saying that, uh, well, to use 9-11 terminology, that we're leading towards a false flag with Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and so forth? And, you know, again, 9-11 was, you know, something, again, used, whether it was a false flag or not, and a lot of people believe that. Uh, yes, the Reichstag fire. If you don't know what it is, go read up my commentary, Engineering a Race War at Rutherford.org, where I talk about it, but that's how Hitler came to power. Uh, yeah, crises um, automatically set up uh, the government to, to have, you know, more control. The political strategy usually... Uh, out of governments that want control of people is foment division and unrest that gives them more control and they use violence to do it. It's called the violent solution. And that's basically where we're at today. Uh, if you again believe those babbling mouths on TV, you're going to come to the point where you're going to be looked at like by those same people when they go home at night and have their wonderful dinners and parties and stuff while you're uh, working your butt off to pay the tax bills. Yeah, um, I do think there's a Reichstag fire. I, I, I mentioned earlier in the interview... Oh, I, I do too. Yeah, that's yeah. why I mentioned it. I yeah. thought, again, the way this all occurred, the, almost instantaneously across the country, uh, people hanging on cars and all this stuff, I mean, it's... Uh, and you have now professors at college saying violence is a good thing, it creates... <laughs> A better solution 
And uh, if that's it, then, um, you know, again, as a, a free country where we participate and supposedly vote, none of that means anything anymore. And if that's where we're headed, yeah. But it, all, it does, by the way, give the government more power in the end. And when the government gets ready to crack down, like I said, they're going to have the, in the end, uh, with these federal agencies, you know, the, most people don't realize it, but all the federal agencies have hollow point bullets now. They contracted with the ATF. Did you know that? I, I wonder, does anybody know that listens out there? Uh, the Department of Homeland Security got a contract. They've had 1.6 million hollow point bullets made for their 175,000 federal agents. That's You're a hollow point bullet. I'm a fed, I am a federal, I'm a former infantry officer. We were told not to use hollow point bullets. Uh, at the time, they, they, it was considered improper, wrong to do. Now, I have federal agents in my country, I have 175,000. The Social Security Administration, listen to this, has 300, has 200,000 hollow point bullets. The Department of Agriculture has over 300,000 hollow point bullets. For what reason? The NASA IRS has hollow point bullets what in the world and these are the kind of people you know that will sweep through what we saw some of the stuff sweeping through parks and smashing people down even the nonviolent protesters uh the bureau of prisons called into washington dc to go through nonviolent protesters and shoot them with pepper balls and stuff this is the kind of armament yes we don't have those kind of armaments you know why because we're like semi-prisoners the way we're being treated and again, I, I think that the future, uh, if you look into the future, do we have a really good future down the, the long run? I would say no. There's only uh, a few things we can do, and we better do them quickly because it's, I mean, they're, they're always colluding in government to accumulate power and money. That's the way government works. I agree, and that's what I saw in the COVID crisis. Here's a yeah. problem I had, and, and, and since we're blessed enough to have a good attorney like you on the air, I get to ask you this. I saw the box stores got to stay open. They were called essential, and I don't remember essential being mentioned in the Constitution. <laughs> and then we've got people that provided similar services to the box stores that weren't essential and had to close down. Isn't that a violation of equal protection under the law? I agree, yeah. We won a couple cases on that, by the way. We had a... We had a uh, uh, a church we defended in Delaware that objected uh, a pastor to the fact that he went to Target and saw everybody was <laughs> standing in line buying stuff and not social distancing or anything, and he couldn't even have a service. And so we filed a lawsuit and backed the governor off. But that's how you do it. You have to push back. And uh, we had another case in New York where a pastor was doing basically his church service with a cell phone and people were sitting in the cars. No, isolated totally and he was threatened with a fine and jail service because he was being unsafe but in the same area where people were going to the liquor store to get beer and stuff and hang out see it doesn't that's how government works you know they they are going to go toward the money always because that's what they want they want your money that's why you're overtaxed well all everything you do is taxed i mean it's uh Tax here, tax there, tax here, whatever. And then what kind of services are they providing with you? 80,000 SWAT team raids? 80% 80 of those SWAT team raids, by the way, 
used to be for mere warrant service where a policeman knocked on the door and made sure you're right. Now they just go through the door and shoot what they want to shoot. They kill up to 500 dogs a day, by the way, in America. Wow. And that's going to continue, by the way. It is, it's, it's police state mentality. Do you know where your services are really needed is in Michigan where Whitmer opened up some hair salons and so forth in some counties and not others like somehow the covid virus is going to respect county lines and then after she did this and prolonged the lockdown of her state she's out marching not practicing social distance and she's marching with black lives matter you need to go to michigan john they need you badly there well we're you know we, if we get we got attorneys there and if people have issues they can contact us and we'll look at the issues but it's um I think the biggest thing we're facing today is uh, how people are being psychologically challenged, basically, and a lot of people give in very, very quickly to whatever the government says to them, and even when it seems kind of idiotic. And so that that's the key. The question is, are we ever going to get to that point? But, you know, when you go to the public schools today, for example, we have a Bill of Rights, which has a lot of protections in them if we exercise them. The kids today don't even know the Bill of Rights. I talked to law students graduating from law school who cannot tell me what's in the First Amendment. Are you talking about the five provisions of the First Amendment? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Religion, press, all down. They don't don't know. They don't even know what's in the Fourth Amendment. I talked to a lot of policemen that I've talked to. They have no idea what's in the Fourth Amendment. They're not taught that. So why are we not being taught the bill of rights why is the declaration of independence in many schools now not being taught at all you read that preamble (laughs) it says you can overthrow governments they don't want rebels they want people who have a prison mentality who will sit in their home and again like i said i think we're moving toward a more and part of the covid 19 thing i think uh, obviously, they had some ideas about the government is to get us isolated in our homes, and you can't get together in town hall meetings that way, folks. You can't get together. You can't get together in groups, you know. And you just sit home. They'll control everything you're watching. You know, everything you're doing. Google uh, works with the government. Amazon built the uh, intelligence cloud for all 17 intelligence agencies, which Amazon has access to. Google now admits they work with China and governments around the world watching wherever you go and all your social media accounts, and they report those to the police and government agents, the FBI. The DMV is giving your photographs over to the FBI so they can set up their facial recognition database so that if there's a so-called crime committed in your area, your face will pop up. You're a suspect now. This is all true. This is all facts. Go to the website, and you'll see it's footnoted. It's We're in such a position now that, and I'm saying, do not believe politicians. I don't care who they are. I am apolitical. I look at it this way. The, we have a human rights document in this country that's so valuable. It's called the Constitution. It has a Bill of Rights, which is a butt kicker, the first ten amendments. And that's what we have to look at when everybody... Listen, we're only going to help this country and save each other when we say, I'm going to help my neighbor. He's been arrested for this or that, or he's, something's happened to him. I'm going to get, you know, call the Rutherford Institute or another good legal organization out there or somebody. That's the only way. We have to work together. But that comes from what we call empathy. 
And that's something else that's been drained from our society, and that means how much we really care about each other in our society. And, you know, that was lost in Nazi Germany and the old Soviet Union. And once that goes away, and it's going away in this country, uh, all you're going to have in the end is the iron fist of the government. Well, I totally agree with that, and it is the iron fist of the government that's coming down, but it's not coming down in the right places. I'd like to ask you another technical question. When I look at New York City and their failure to deploy the National Guard in times of riot, arson, firebombing, and even murder, and, 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 and attacks on police officers, doesn't that make the mayors and governors that prohibit uh, regular law enforcement to protect the citizenry are they guilty of any kind of criminal negligence, and could action be brought against them? I think it's criminal negligence, yes. I think the way that most of these people run their government, yes. You have to get specific cases and specific actions. And, um, yeah, again, it's something that we all look at. I mean, I'll, I'll, the case is that if you've got a case, you've got a case. But, and I think that people need to think like that, and I'm glad you're thinking like that, and that's how we should look at it, yeah. How is, you know, a lot of these other politicians I'm seeing that don't seem to care about anything, but, you know, it, but here's the other thing. When they allow that to happen, and I go back and say it again, they create the crisis, then they say, here's our answer, and the answer is what? Control. Mm-hmm. That's more, the, more force. That's the definition that's, of a false flag. And that's exactly what we're seeing yeah. in this country. You can't... Uh, just grow up. I mean, the government we have basically in this country in most levels has to be challenged. You can change government and you can have a big impact on the local level especially. Washington, D.C. is a cesspool. I've sued in and out of Washington, D.C. for 40 years and I've had former NSA agents sit down with me and talk to me about the things that go on, all the sexual stuff that's been going in and out of Washington, D.C. Uh, it's it's not the best place in the world. I mean, they might have some nice monuments up there, but what goes on behind the scenes? I mean, uh, it's time to pull the mask off. That's really disturbing to hear that, but I'm not surprised. I mean, you had a government that basically let Epstein walk for decades, and they knew full well what he was doing. Some of them were participating. Um, oh, yeah. Are, are you familiar with the Seattle situation where Antifa has moved in and... and Basically, they're uh, possessing so many square blocks in the inner city, and they're saying this is not America, and they're asking for other armed people to come join them. Are you familiar with this? Yes, I saw it. Yes, um, this there, is no, what... it's 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 dangerous. But um, the thing is, and this is something that again, I mean, conspiracy theories aside, I mean, how did it happen like this? I mean, who? orchestrated this was it orchestrated is a big question i mean you can say it to me it looks like i mean just to be honest it it, it happened so quickly uh people flooding into cities jumping on cars smashing things and all of this and that and uh it's like i've said if you look at people like martin luther king by the way who condemned all of this kind of stuff when i yes. talk to people about martin luther king today they growl at me no matter what their color is a lot of times but it was people like him who said, we need non-violent gadflies. That will change things. And But it's a situation that's going so far right now. I mean, if 
if uh, someone doesn't take control, and I don't know, I don't see anybody taking control, and there's ways to deal with these in many different ways besides violence, even from the government, but the government is not very good at dealing with that. But any time a cop or anybody backs down and watches somebody commit violent acts, that they have actually breached their oath of office and should be dismissed. But I don't see any of that being advanced by any politicians out well, there virtually. What about, though, when the Democratic mayors tell them they can't intervene? They're caught between a rock and a hard place. Well, if you believe in your rights, and again, I, I don't I don't live in Seattle or know much about Seattle besides what I read about Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I, hear you. I don't think the average citizens there are going to do much. I think they're going to watch and see what happens. And uh, the mentality that we're seeing now is very similar to what, like I say, I've seen in foreign countries. I say the Reichstag fire and. It's in the end that what happens is when it, people get fed up with it and the right so-called leader gets into office, that leader says, okay, this is it, and the hammer comes down really hard. And the thing here, and this is the other thing I want to point out to your listeners, um, in places like the Soviet Union, and if you read Alexander Solzhenitsyn or some of the other great writers and people who have written about um, Nazi Germany, uh, what happened there was it was the average citizen that turned the other citizen into this government, set them up, and then the government came and arrested them. I'm seeing more and more of that today where people are calling the police on someone who is doing uh, planting a, a vegetable garden in the front yard against the law or whatever, or coughing or whatever we're seeing. And we've had those cases where... A veteran has a tomato garden in his front yard. The neighbor calls the police, and they come and uh, find the guy or threaten him with arrest if he don't tear his tomatoes down. Or a woman who had uh, chickens in her backyard, three chickens for organic eggs. The police came and arrested the chickens and took them away <laughs> because it's against the law to have chickens in your backyard in uh, certain parts of the country. We're, we, we get involved in those cases, but what it shows you is is how far we've gone. Uh, down the road. This is, we're so far down the road now, it's like looking over your shoulder and saying, what can I do? And, and a lot of people are saying, run. By the way, I've been reading some articles here recently, last couple of days, where people say they're moving out of the country. I I've had, by the way, I had a former NSA agent tell me, John, get out of this country. Run. And that's why a lot of these, uh, and the, people don't understand it. The the billionaires and stuff like that they have they all have underground bunkers they they and the government has underground bunkers all over this country. Have you ever heard of Mount Weather? Yes. Yep. Mount Weather outside of Washington D.C. right outside of Washington D.C. and in the White House has an underground bunker which is a beautiful bunker where you go in and it's like a shopping mall. They have Mount Weather where when 9/11 happened they said the limousines from Washington D.C. were lined up. So far, they were having trouble getting into Mount Weather, which has a uh, a mall, shopping centers. Uh, it even has its own president, by the way. Uh, they have them ac- those across the country. But they listen. This is the problem. They don't. They're not building the bunkers for us. They're building the bunkers for them. The other thing is, and this is important, and you should go to our website at ruffit.org and read about it. It's a 2030 video that the Pentagon put out. If you haven't watched it, you need to. It's over five minutes long. But it was put out uh, by the Pentagon for training for its uh, top personnel. They, they were predicting by 2030 the country is going to collapse into martial law. And we're, we're seeing it early, I think. 
and they're already prepared, prepared, like I said, with hollow point bullets and every kind of tank and grenade launcher. These are federal agents. So they're, 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 they've been planning for this for a long time when this happens. And I, I personally was a little skeptical when I watched the 2030 video and I've written about it. But now that I'm seeing all that's happening here, it very well could happen. And martial law, by the way, it, it wouldn't take long for the country to lock down because the local police would hook into the FBI. The FBI works with a lot of local police and the military, as we saw in some of the cities. And when they decide to get tough, they will be very tough. 2030. There's uh, that's actually the name of a popular movement out of the United Nations called Agenda 2030, which is where they the UN has actually uh, publicly proclaimed they will be the sole political authority by 2030. I don't know if you are aware of that or not. Yeah, and they uh, <laughs> the United Nations works in and out of this country. They have been for years. Uh, you know, uh, Obama openly worked with them, and I'm, to be honest with you, I think all governments work with them out of D.C., basically, yes. Uh, they I would, would be agree. ready. I would agree with yeah. that. It, they even, if you want to call it infiltration, but it's quite open. It's, again, you, you just have to read and research. It's out there. The articles are out there. But like I say, most people um, are not watching. And you go back to the Brandon and Rob case that we talked about. 1.5 million people are being taken away. Uh, the government has threat assessments. They've, they've had this since 2009, at least. They do threat, they've done, they're doing threat assessments on, on all American homes, and it goes from green to red, depending on your criminal history, whether you own a weapon, by the way, which is one of their most dangerous things. And it's, it's all there. I mean... We're we're here basically where we started, and again, look at your history. I mean, Battlefield America, my book, Battlefield America: More Than American People, is a good place to start. Um, the uh, the history of this country is not great. Right after World War II, I mean, Project Paperclip. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yes, I have. They brought about they brought five thousand Nazis into this country. The American government did. They went into the universities, health systems, and the government and they infiltrated throughout the system. And when you saw the uh, McCarthy era where people were being arrested for just saying certain words or taken before House committees and put in jail for disagreeing with the government, it all began way back then, by the way. I mean, it's, it's been going on for a long time. What we're seeing now is the end result of something that began a long time ago. And I'll say it again. They're doing these things. They're not telling you about it. They're taxing the holy poop out of you. And they're bringing Nazis into the country. Five thousand—that's a fact. They brought them into the country. What they, where they went exactly? But one former NSA agent I read about said she worked with somebody in this is in like the 70s and 80s with a so-called agent, and he only spoke German. She said and she didn't know why. Yeah, no, I'm very familiar with the program. My father worked at it towards the end of it, and uh, he, he worked on reverse engineering their knowledge of theoretical physics. And he did so, you know, uh, at Martin Marietta, a, which is now Lockheed Martin, which was just outside of Denver. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, what, what we're seeing is um, people that have, if you want to call them people who run the government, they have uh, no real respect for us generally. And 
what they have now is such amazing technology at their behest. I mean, we live in a total surveillance state. Everything we're doing is being watched. Yeah. Uh, with this contact tracing and these thermal imaging cameras, they, they're now on drones. I mean, uh, the Trump administration has hired the Palantir Corporation to implement contact tracing apps, which will create immunity passports. It's all here, and, and that same corporation works with the CIA, the NSA, and other groups. Um, well, let me ask you this. Is it legal... And China, listen. Go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. I was going to ask you, is it legal to force vaccinations on people and force people to take a beacon, their children at school, so they can be monitored for contact tracing? Let's take one of those at a time. I will say either one. I don't think you can... Again, if we respect the Fourth Amendment, and which... And here's one of the problems as a lawyer I've seen over and over. It's the courts go with the government 90% of the time, at least, on on everything. So I think it's an invasive violation of the Fourth Amendment to do that, yes, to force a needle into anybody's body or force them to do anything, uh, unless it's it's what we might call an exigent circumstances and it's obvious what's going on, you know. But the Brandon Robb case is a good example of that. I mean, of, of their mentality. You know, if they get ready to take it, they come take it. They don't care about the Bill of Rights. And the Brandon Robb case, we won the case through a state judge. We filed in federal court against the police and all those agents. The federal court ruled they had qualified immunity. Oh, my. I did not know they that. Get, they all of them got off the hook. Uh, and it, most of the cases we get into with uh, police. They get quali- no matter what they do, it's qualified immunity, and it's it's a bad thing to teach a policeman. I talked to some older policemen, by the way, who don't who do not agree with that, and they say it's not good for for policemen to think that they can do something. Get you know that there's no there's nothing going to happen, and it creates a mentality that just will not work for freedom, and it's. We're, we have a system that's upside down from the system that we started with, and the question is, can we get it back? And the only way we're going to get back, like I say, if Amer- people listening to this broadcast say, oh, I've had enough, I'm getting my 20 friends, and we're going down, and we're going to pick at the city hall, we're going to stop the SWAT team raids in our area. You can start doing some really neat things in your local area, but you're going to have to get up off your butt. Turn a TV set off. The average American watches 150 hours of screen devices a month. That ain't going nowhere. I don't watch television. That's why you're educated. Um, the issue in Seattle, I wanted to pose another legal opinion question to you. Um, they're, they're not doing anything about it, they being the mayor and the governor, and the police actually abandoned their precinct, <clears throat> and so they, they were probably ordered to leave. So can Trump federalize the National Guard or some other way intervene with federal... Uh, agencies or troops and end this standoff? He could do it, yeah. And again, um, the question is, is he going to do it? I'm, right now, I, I think they're getting so bombarded they're not going to do it, but uh, I would think that the governor of the state who would do something about it, but obviously that's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. And But see, that goes back to the problem. The people supposedly representing us aren't representing us. So the the people that disagree with that have to do their own nonviolent, and this is the key, nonviolence. Once they get you violent, you know, again, if they don't like you, they'll knock you down. But 
there's a lot of things you can do in your local community, but and Seattle could do the same thing. But I don't think they're going to do it there, uh, unfortunately. I don't think there's enough power. And people right now, by the way, are psychologically, I would call it future shock. They're just shocked. I mean, they don't know what to do. Everybody's looking around over their shoulder. You had the COVID-19 uh, thing, and then you had this fall around on its heels, and there may be something else coming, a third thing. That's what I hear, too. Well, <laughs> I can tell you what John Guandolo, a uh, really high-ranking ex-FBI agent, told me. He said, next on this paradigm, and I've heard this from a DHS agent, too, um, mass casualty events. And this is why so many questionable types were let in uh, to America by Obama. Yep. Yep, could be. Yeah, I think... Uh there, if, if, if phase three coming, it's going to be devastating. Uh, unfortunately, and here's the, th- here's the thing, I'll say it again, most people will probably go along with it. I've always seen that. It's the lone wolf that goes out there uh, and says, this is wrong, let's stand up, let's fight back. And I've been doing this, like I say, for 40 years, and I get that all the time, is why are you being this way? Why, you know, why don't you, uh, you got a better plan, you got to have a better plan, all this and that. But there is no better plan except to exercise your rights and take responsibility. And it's, uh, I'll, I'll say this, when the, if this country goes down or collapses into tyranny, the only people responsible are the same people that are responsible in, in Nazi Germany the old Soviet Union, the people are in China right now. It's the people that are responsible for this because they're letting it happen. They always let it happen. Unfortunately, history history is filled with it. Go back to the times of the Roman Empire and all those things. I mean, the Roman Empire was a massive, cruel institution. People like Jesus Christ were crucified but you know they used to crucify thousands of people across the country go see the movie Spartacus with Kirk Douglas that gives you a good example of what they were doing I remember that well uh, and, and Spartacus is a good movie because that finally someone stood up and fought back and you can change things but um, and you have to use strategy you have to use strategy to do it and get a good place to go and we in my books and then on, on our website we give people strategies and some of the things I'm talking about now and they will work and if you do it in numbers, the more people you have. One pe- one guy in a city council meeting with a sign is considered a weirdo. Three with the same sign is considered a movement. And they start going, uh, well, let's see how we can deal with this. Yeah, I, I have seen that over and over in local politics, particularly related to land use and the old Agenda 21 policies. I've, I've seen that in action so many times. Well, what I hear what you're saying about your your calling for activism among people, but how about activism among our president? I mean, he has a executive order he issues where he says open forum uh, section two thirty. Uh, you can't if if you're an open forum, you cannot uh, censor people. And the next day, Candace Owens is banned from Twitter, and Trump does yep. nothing. Th- I mean, where is Trump in all this now? I don't know where he's at. I mean, he's trying to figure it out, uh, I think. <laughs> but, uh, and you have to get, let me go back. Um, there's a lot of things been going on. I mean, there, people don't realize it. Uh, there were two meetings. Mark Zuckerberg was in the White House in October twice for dinners with Donald Trump. No, most people don't realize that. and They don't know what they were discussing. 
Uh, Eric Schmidt and people like that are hovering around all the time. Uh, what we have now, and this is, the, this is important, uh, we have a corporate state. The corporations like Google and Facebook have tremendous amount of power. They know it, and they, they, they basically run the show with government agents. And it's, again, I've written, oh, I've written about this. You can go to our website and see it. It's a fact. And we're dealing with a, a, an entity that sees us as data bits now. And what do you do with data bits when you get rid of them? You delete them. And... That's where we're headed, in my opinion. It's you, just getting, you're, you're calling. You, you think there's going to be a purge, is what you're telling me. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> and we've been warned about this, folks, for years. That some of the great films that came out have been warning about this. Uh, George Orwell's 1984, Philip K. Dick's books. I mean, educate your children. By the way, if you have kids, this is what I tell people. You don't, they don't get it in the schools. You can go to our website, and for a donation of any amount, we'll send you a, a little detailed pamphlet on the Bill of Rights. Teach your kids the Bill of Rights at home, and tell them to exercise them and back them up when they do. When they get they get kicked out of school, call the lawyers, and we'll see what we can do if they do it, you know, in the right way. And you got a good fact situation, and you can set those up. But I mean, teach your kids the Bill of Rights at home. Get your kids reading some books. Okay, get their eyes off of those damn cell phones and get them focused on some real material out there. There are good books out there that they should be reading. They should be reading 1984. They should be reading some of these other things that I mentioned. And you can educate your kids at home. Um, so they're not going to get it in schools. We have a generation of Americans who look at you blindly. They can't even, I mean, America rates, I think, 11th or 12th right now in the world in literacy. And we spend more money on education than any any government in the world. What is that all about? Mm -hmm. I know that's like healthcare and longevity. Uh, I remember a CIA fact book from 2015 said we spend ten times more than the next ten nations on healthcare, and we're 51st in the world. We're even behind Cuba on longevity. Yep. 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 Same and, thing. Uh, same principle. Yep. And it's. Um, Again, the government has at its disposal, and I've written on this in my books and stuff, and people need to research it, the, the surveillance they're doing, everything you're doing, everybody has a file now. Thomas Jefferson, George Washington's people would be going, what in the world are you? have you allowed to happen? I mean, they know exactly what you're doing, where you're going. Google watches everything you're doing, Facebook, and it's given over to government authorities. I mean, they know everything you're doing. So it's like we're in, a, we're in a prison, and they're watching you. If you make a mistake, you say the wrong word on Facebook now, and they banish you. And we're, we're working with a couple groups now that got banned. And we're, Facebook supposedly has set up its own Supreme Court now. I don't know if you know that. That's no, be no, what is that about? It's, they've got 20 people from around the world that are going to sit on this Supreme Court We'll see. We're going to go before it and argue for a couple of these people that they're trying to get off and or have already banned. And the point is this. If any government or any entity that has any, I would say, character at all believes in free speech, we need to hear all viewpoints. We need to debate. We need to argue. And what did Philip K. Dick said? If you control the meaning of words, you control how people think. Exactly. And that's what they're doing today. When you're seeing all these statutes ripped down around the country and all these things we're seeing, uh, 
they're doing away with something that they may not like or it's unpleasant. Well, that's something that should be, you know, put up another statute that you like, but don't be ripping down history. We've got to remember history because Orwell said it, if you forget history, then there's no hope. I mean, that's why they do away with history. and we're, The schools have do, are doing away with it, and now we're seeing forced destruction around the country. Um, so it, we're going into a system that is it's like a bad sci-fi movie, and they're going to be locking you up. It's going to come. Brandon Robb, by the way, was just, it was a good issue for the simple reason was, wake up, people. Wake up. I, I if hear, you say the wrong thing, they're going to come get you. <laughs> That's how the, I took it, too. This is the federal government working with local SWAT teams, police SWAT teams. I agree. we got about 45 seconds left. This has gone way too fast. But I want you to tell people how to find your website and then, more importantly, how to get a copy of your book. Hey, go to our website at rutherford.org and sign up to get our newsletters and our you know, of different publications, and uh, my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, predicted all this. I saw it coming years ago. I've been writing on this since the 1980s, by the way, and I first saw this popping up. So, But get education. Education precedes action. How, how did you see this in the 80s? <laughs> when I first read about the NSA listening on phone calls and stuff, I wrote a book called The End of Man, and I went through all of what I was seeing, and... Uh, I saw that early on, and uh, since I uh, have written my books, I've had NSA agents talk to me and tell me even more stuff that's scary. But like I say, they, they, one of them warned me to get out of the country. That That is absolutely incredible to me here, and we're going to blow through this last break here because I want to finish with this point. But I, 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 my paradigm shift was when I read Anthony Sutton, uh, the late Anthony Sutton, and uh, Pat Wood, who's a good friend of mine now, in 1980 as a young man, I read Trilaterals over Washington, and I said, whoa, the, the, these corporate conglomerates, they're unconstitutional with the power they oh, have yeah. over government. That was my wake-up call. Yeah, and you know what it's called? Corporatism. That's what Mussolini called, and then it, it, it's basically what uh, happened in Nazi Germany. They called it fascism. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're seeing here, and, and it's kind of funny. Antifa, yep. anti-fascist, no, 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 no. They're promoting yes. fascism. They're promoting it, yeah. Yes. But well, here's one other thing, and, and this is about the last thing we'll be able to ask you. But uh, the Kigali principles with the UN say they can come in when a nation's unstable and bring military force, and they can come in if they want to, just because there's a, a natural disaster or whatever. In other words, the host nation has nothing to say about it. Uh, I'm of the opinion that Antifa and COVID and all these things are about promoting instability to invite the UN in, because I noticed that oh. the uh, relatives of uh, Mr. Floyd asked the UN to come in and control the police. Listen, we've been moving toward a global government for a while. I would say we're almost there. Yeah. I mean, because if you have Google going around the world, working with all the governments they've created, and the NSA has their Five Eyes program, they have bases all over the world, the NSA. And that's true. We've moved, into a, we've moved into a global government. It's a surveillance state. No, I t totally agree. Well, John, I appreciate the work you're doing out there, and uh, it's always a privilege to have you on, and we're going to have to do it again sooner rather than later. Thanks for coming on the Common Sense Show. Thank you, sir. Thank you.